Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much for joining me. Alrighty, you know my routine. I start with a motivational quote, and today it's by Osho. I think I'm saying that right. And the quote says, nothing kills the ego like playfulness, like laughter. When you start taking life as fun, the ego has to die. It cannot exist anymore. How many of you saw the movie The Matrix? Well, if you missed it, the story revolves around a character called Neo who wakes up from what seems to be his ordinary life and joins forces with other rebels, and the characters' names are Morpheus and Trinity, and their objective is to overthrow The Matrix. Well, the movie was a pop culture phenomenon, creating buzz and new thought about how we see ourselves in the world. My guest today, she has a quote in her book, and I want to share that before I introduce her. And she writes, the ego is not who we are. It's a mental program, like a computer code, enabling us to function in the world, a sensory code giving us the illusion of individuality and utterly false reality, similar to what's presented in the movie The Matrix. What? So here's my question. Are we living in that false reality like Neo did in The Matrix? This poses for me a really interesting, some interesting questions. So what, first, what is reality? Why does everything lately seem to be spinning out of control? Is it because we are waking up from the stream state? So today, as I mentioned, my get, my guest is Kate Montana, and she's going to dig deep with us into our egos, uh, why we behave the way we do, and how we actually can be better in better control um, over our chosen reality. Kate's no casual movie buff. She brings her ideas to us with master's degrees in hum, hum, humanistic psychology and writes and teaches about the ego, transpersonal, and transcendental Transcendent Consciousness, Quantum Physics, and Evolution, as well as other credits. She writes for Psychology Today, the UK publication, What Doctors Don't Tell You, and blogs for the Huffington Post. So with all of that, Kate, thank you so much for being on and taking the time to share your time with us. Thank you so much, Connie. I'm so looking forward to the show. And, you know, listening to you talk and, and about all that stuff that I talked about, it's just like, oh, my God, I think I'd run in the other direction if somebody told me about, <laughs> about all that. Well, and I, I think everybody, I love your uh, your uh, assessment, you know, with that ma- managing the, the whole Matrix movie and everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I, when I read your book and I read that quote, I was like, oh, my God, this is a little scary, isn't it? But when it's not scary, and you're going to talk about how we could actually, uh, you know, take control of this whole topic, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Where would you like to start, Connie? I think let's start with, why don't you explain what the ego actually is so we can kind of demystify that for everybody. Okay, it's really simple. It's who we think we are. It's our sense of personal self. And another way of looking at it is it's the story in our head that comprises all of our memories, our hopes, our dreams, every experience we've ever had, all those things that make us, you know, me and you. 
you know, you've had educational background, you come from a certain family in a certain geographical area, you're a certain age, and ethnic persuasion and religion, etc. Same with me, same with all of the listeners. So all of that story that we tag with a name like Connie Whitman or Kate Montana is the ego. And it is a frame of reference. It's the structure that allows us to function in the world. If we didn't have an ego, you know, this construct, that this information that tells us, wow, you know, I'm alone, I'm a standalone unit, I've, I've got a skin boundary, you know, I'm, I'm not blending with the wall, I'm not Connie, I'm me. If we didn't have that sense of ego structure, we couldn't function in the world. So the ego is not a bad thing. It's not. The ego out of con- you know, no, it's the ego that's out of control that doesn't know that the ego is really just a tool. And the, it, it, the ego that thinks it's it, you know, if I just, well, I mean, I'm not to get into politics within the first two minutes, but we've got the, we've got the, the quintessential example of, uh, of, an, uh, of an ego that really thinks it's it, that's out of control and that mm. has a lot of um, boundary issues and fear and aggression because of it. And his name is Donald Trump. So <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> that was good. That was control. good. He's brilliant. He's brilliant showing he is. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, the flip side of Donald Trump is a Bernie Sanders. Now he's in a very, he's a very evolved ego. His story has expanded. His boundaries and barricades are down. He's no longer under the illusion that he's isolated and alone in the world. He's actually started to embrace the understanding that he's part of life, that he's part of the world, that he bleeds the same way anybody else does, that his fears and foibles, his hopes and his dreams are the same as every other human being on the planet, you know, just with his flavor. So he's, he's set down the illusion that he's isolated and alone and has embraced life and other people as part of him. And that's why he's so magnificent and such a, a profound leader and, and, and has, can make such a difference in people's lives. So that's the difference. So that's kind of the territory of the ego in, in political space. But it, but it really, it's a tool for all of us. So, uh, uh, you know, with that said, do you think the ego is our enemy or it really is a productive tool that we can use? We couldn't function without it. We wouldn't be able to differentiate ourselves from anything else in the world. There would be no structure. There would be no coherence. So the ego is with us until the day we die, either from enlightenment or by natural causes or the other natural causes, you know, the, the death of the body. And so the ego is not a bad thing. What the problem is, is we as a species, as yet, are still ignorant about what the ego is and who we really are, which is this vast, you want to call it spiritual intelligence, source intelligence, cosmic consciousness, God I call it the presence I am, you know. So that's who we really are, this vast, infinite, unstructured, boundaryless consciousness. And then that consciousness that we can call God or whatever or spirit is what, has, is what feeds and supports us on this physical journey. And out of the living in physical bodies, because we live in physical bodies, the ego, our sense of personal self, actually arises from our sensory physical perception of being physical in the world. 
So, you know, we're both. We're ego. You know, we think we're individual. We have our names and our labels and our stories and our experiences, and that's great. What's not so great is that if we're ignorant about what that is, then we are frightened because the, the physical body tells us that we are you know, alone. You aren't me. You know, I'm not my neighbor. My neighbor is somebody out there. And, you know, and that's that, it's that self, other, me, you, us, them mm-hmm. perception that the body gives us that tells us, you know, I'm isolated and alone and therefore vulnerable. And therefore, I need to be self-protective. I need to be aggressive. I need to be you know, to, to to do stuff to make myself feel good about myself. All to prevent, prevent, all to protect <laughs> my fragile little sense of self. But if so, I can set that aside and and you know and start to expand my understanding about how the world actually works, what the ego really is, what it really isn't, and start getting a handle on it, oh my God, all the mystery and all the fear goes away, and we can simply start to live from a very expansive um, place that isn't so fear based. So two two questions. First, yeah. you know, is our consciousness really then our reality and and just to go along with what you just said get a handle on our ego do you have recommendations on how we can become more enlightened and get a handle on our ego and does that go back to the consciousness as our reality perception is everything Connie as as we think and as we perceive life to be then our life and how we act is the direct result of that so you know when we come into the world as, as, as infants, we are barraged with this overwhelming experience called physical reality. My eyes, ears, nose, skin, tongue all tell me, you know, that I am a separate being. There's a skin boundary. You know, mommy and daddy are outside of me. The breast I hunger for, the milk I hunger for is outside of me. Everything is outside of me. And that's a very, it's an unconscious message. And the other unconscious message our bodies give us from the moment of birth, and this is so critical because this is the whole foundation of the ego and its vulnerability and fear, is the second message our bodies give us is I am separate. I am alone. Mommy and I are not one. Mommy's out there. And so that sets up an unconscious awareness of separation. And that creates fear, and that creates vulnerability. So that's that's what drives the fear-based ego, is this illusion of separation that our bodies give us. That's part of the story that we have to get a handle on and educate ourselves about. So we put up those barriers because our perception, right, becomes our reality. So as a protection source, we, we're the ones who put up those own ba- boundaries and that becomes our belief system and that's why, that's how I guess we create our, lim- our own limiting beliefs because it's in our own head, right? Absolutely, no other place. And, and that's the way it should be and that's just the way it is and that's normal and natural. Now, the thing about educating the ignorant ego mm-hmm. is we need to start bridging beyond this sensory-based information perception that I am alone and that I have an isolated, you know, I've got a skin boundary and I'm not you and you're out there and you might hurt me and all of that. So the way we call mystics for thousands upon thousands of years, Buddha, Jesus, have been trying to tell us that basically we are all one. My father and I are one. What we do to the earth, we do to ourselves. Um, and 
that's the spiritual viewpoint. We don't see the spiritual viewpoint because we, our perceptions are blinded by our physical senses that tell us, I am physical, I am concrete, physical, and separate. The spiritual view is, I am one with all life. I am one with my brother and sister. But we can't actually see that. So we have to learn how to see that. And that's a process. And that's a process that I talk about in my book, The E-Word. Yeah. Is the whole thing is to train people out of the illusion that they are separate and come into living from the greater truth that we really are all one. And, you know, the whole thing about quantum physics and when the movie What the Bleep Do We Know came out, I work with the film, I still to this day work with the filmmakers. That was an enormous um, stride we made as a, as, as, a, as, a, as a species. Now we've got scientific proof of what all the mystics have been saying, this weird mystical, you know, you're really spirit, you're really one, and all that hoo-ha that we can't get our hand, we can't, we can't get a handle on it because our eyes, ears, nose, and skin and everything else tells us a different story. Now we've even got science on our side going, hey, look, dude, <laughs> there's something else going on. Right, right, right. You really, so, you know, this whole separation thing really is an illusion. So how to get a handle on that? That's yes. the whole educating the ego part. Can you make? Can you give some recommendations on how people can get a handle on the ego? Oh heck yeah! Read my book. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, so, uh, it's it's the ebook, um, e word, ego enlightenment, and other essentials, which we're going to give the information at the end, certainly. But can you give a couple of tips on how to handle the ego? Absolutely. Uh, I have a whole ton of exercises in the book. Um, one of the best ways I do it is to, well, for example, when I'm taking a walk uh, and a break during the day, I go outside and I see a beautiful tree or a flower or an eagle flies overhead. And my first response is, wow, you're so beautiful. But I know that I'm really one with that flower. Sure. I really am one with that eagle. So I take the moment and acknowledge that deeper truth and so I call out to the eagle oh my god you're so beautiful and in the next moment I just bow and I go oh my god I am so beautiful yep. I do this when I see a sunset I do this when I go to the grocery store I do this when I meet other people you know obviously I don't you know say to somebody oh hi you know I'm you and we're one that was weird. <laughs> you wouldn't have too many friends <laughs> yeah, really um, but when somebody walks away, I try to remember to remind myself that that's just me walking away in a different skin suit. And, right. that, and that we genuinely are one at the quantum level, the quantum energetic information level. We, there are no boundaries. The whole world, you know, quantum physicists call the world the world of appearances. Mm. We appear to be physical and discreet and separate, but we are not. So, and I've got another exercise where, because it helps, we have to be able to start to visualize our connection rather than focusing and dwelling upon our separation. You know what I'm saying, Connie? Absolutely, so, absolutely, Kate. So, 
Yes, so having these tools, um, one of the best is watch the movie I Heart Huckabees. And I, I write about it in the book. There's a, a place where Dustin Hoffman is explaining our connection. And he calls it the existential blanket theory. And he holds up this blanket and he's explaining how we're all connected. And, you know, if you hold a shawl or a blanket and you stick a couple fingers up, you know, and make a peek, it's just like, well, that's, that's the Washington Monument. And you stick your, you know, more fingers up underneath and there's another peek in the blanket. And it's like, well, this is Connie Whitman, and over here is Kate Montana, and over here is Paris, and over there is the star is Jupiter. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You've got all these different. You've got all these different peaks in the blanket, but huh? It's really all blanket. <laughs> you know, so we have the appearance of showing up out of this quas- cosmic. I love it. Out of this cosmic quantum sea, and show up as individuals but the truth is much deeper we really are all one and connected and so I the think more we can train yeah the more we can train ourselves to see this the less the fear the less the illusion of isolation yeah, is and the less the barriers we put up right we exactly. become more open to it and I think exactly. you know lately uh, guests I've had on authors I've had on things I've read articles that are written um, even CEOs they're doing more meditation you know Branson meditates regularly so we're hearing mm-hmm. all of these uh, quantum physics type of things and I just think people are more open and I really feel like there is to a certain extent a movement around the world to being more open to you know quantum physics and all these other you know the universe we are part of we are one uh, I, I just feel like we're we're starting to break through I know it's a slow process but we're, we're getting there so that's a good thing and that's why I was excited about the show because it's just all about educating and giving people different perspectives to look at what we're talking about um, mm-hmm. you know there's so many authors on this so you know if they go oh you know Kate that makes sense that other author Connie had didn't make sense but I like Kate's way it's just a different perspective for people to kind of peel back their onion and really understand that we are we are all one and we are all affecting each other we have to take a yep. really quick really quick break um, and I, you know, I mentioned meditation, so I know that's a big hot topic. So I just would like your take on, we're so darn busy, how do we fit it in? And if you have recommendations for that, that would be cool. But we'll take a break and then we'll talk about that. A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change. Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. We are back. We are speaking with Kate Montana. She is the author of The E-Words, Ego, Enlightenment, and Other Essentials. And we're really talking about how we get a handle on our ego through different methodologies. Uh, Visualization is what we just talked about, Kate, right before we went to break. So meditation, I know, is big. I mentioned it before break. How do we we fit it in? You know, we're all running. (laughs) 
We are all running. Yeah, Yeah, we are all running. And I hate to say it, but in my book, I recommend that people take an hour a day to dedicate to learning who they really are. Mm. Because, you know, we get back what we put in. And we're, we unfortunately live in this, you know, instant soup, instant breakfast mentality where, you know, everything's got to be easy and if it doesn't come to us in five minutes, whatever. And it, it just doesn't work like that. We, we have to be more intentful and take the time to be mindful. Now, you know, my advice is if you only got 10 minutes, you know, and that's all you can dedicate to being a great, wonderful, expanded, happy, coherent, um, uh, content, connected, liberated, peaceful, joyful, creative human being, who is making that decision that you can only spend 10 minutes a day working on that? We are. It's the the ego. It's the ego, which is so self-important, which is, well, I don't have time to meditate. I'm too busy making a living and being, you know, Kate Montana, the extraordinary writer who's going to blah, blah, blah. So, you know, my advice is if you've only got 10 minutes a day to spend on being a fabulous human being, Take that 10 minutes and focus on having at least an hour. Focus on impact. Focus on desiring passion to come to you to take the time to be greater. Want more for yourself than to just be a running robot on the treadmill of, you know, social consciousness that gets us nowhere. Just puts us in the grave, exhausted and, and, and unfulfilled. It, so, you it know, was- it's pretty clear we have a choice, but we have to come to that realistic place in ourselves where we don't BS ourselves anymore. And go, yeah. you know, God, I really do need to attend to what really is important in life. Healing you know, myself yes. and, and helping heal the world. Uh, absolutely right because well, we're all connected one person at a time now yesterday was interesting I, I was telling you before we started the show I had a networking event and one of the speakers author and she also um, does she's a health practitioner you know does meditation and that kind of thing and it was really interesting in the middle of this networking event she took 90 seconds and just took us through a breathing exercise and did some you know visualiz- visualization and talking to us and at the end we you know we opened our eyes and she said you know does everybody just now remember this is after work we're all running we're all look you know we're all pooped sitting there uh, listening to this woman and it was really remarkable and and she looked at us and she said that was 90 seconds guys how do you feel and you saw everybody go oh my god I I feel a little energized I I feel so calm but I feel so good it was 90 seconds Kate it was remarkable so yeah yeah, think about 10 minutes think about an hour yeah, wow, think about it. But even if you break up that hour in little sure. five-minute pieces, 10 sure. five-minute pieces, 50 minutes, wow, because it doesn't take all that much. You know, you can be, sit- you can be sitting on the phone at work you know, on hold waiting for something and remind yourself that you're one with the cosmic soup in the quantum sea and just look at the coffee cup on your desk and, and contemplate that actually there's no border or boundary between you and that coffee cup. Yeah. It genuinely doesn't exist. There's a boundaryless sea of energy that is you and that cup. And it's only your senses that tell you that there's separation. So take that 30 seconds that you're on hold and just play with imagining the quantum connection between you and that coffee cup or your phone or the pencil on your desk. So it's these little, you know, and, and, I, and again, I do have a lot of exercises that people can do and take a very short amount of time doing because you're right. Ideally, I advise an hour a day if it takes, you know, 
12 five-minute, you know, reminding pauses, great. But if we've only got 10 minutes, we've only got 10 minutes. Something is better than nothing. And it yeah. gradually, you know, the way life works, energy, it, it, it creates its own momentum and intent. Well, and as you feel better, you, you'll make more time for it. And she was so cute yesterday because she said, you know, you're running from meeting to meeting. You feel exhausted. She goes, you have to stop and go to the bathroom at some point. She said, so just go into, the, so make believe you have to go to the bathroom, walk into the bathroom and do the 90 seconds of breathing. She says, and then walk into the next meeting. You'll have more clarity. You'll be more productive. You'll be more efficient through the day. And it's really, it's really true. My next question, uh, Kate, is, you know, you say and you talk a lot about spiritual practices and self-esteem building techniques in the book and that they actually take us away from happiness and greater self-esteem. Can you explain what you meant by that in the book? Yeah, it's it's really funny. When you stop to think about it, it, the ego genuinely, from an enlightened perspective, is a total illusion. We really aren't these human beings. We really aren't these peaks in the blanket. We're the blanket. We're this, we're this cosmic energy, this amazing source intelligence. That's who we really are. So, you know, it's, you know, and I totally lost my track of my thought. I can't believe it. Spiritual practices, and that's okay, the spiritual practices and the self-esteem. Do you think that... Uh, thank you. Yeah, that's okay, that's okay. <laughs> it's, what happens is, is we're trying to improve the ego, which is fundamentally an illusion. How about that? So when we're all fixated on having better hair days and being able to speak in public better and having more whatever, we think we have to have more so that we can feel better about ourselves. Self-improvement is about getting in touch with who we really are. Because I, I can't be in love with my name or the fact that I have X amount of money in my bank account or that I've written four books. I mean, it doesn't matter. Have you ever noticed that it doesn't, you never can do enough? Never. You, you, can't, you can't have enough money if you get that, if you hit one benchmark, then there's, by God, the next benchmark is five seconds later. Absolutely. And you're always running to, to do more. So wow, when I accomplish that, then I'll feel good about myself. It never happens. Why? Because we're trying to chase the wrong and improve the wrong self. The ego is simply a tool, like a hammer is a tool. We use it to build our world and and structure our lives. It's a tool, nothing more. Who I really am, the only place I can find true peace and fulfillment and joy and relaxation is, wow, relaxing a little bit of the, let go of the tool for a little bit and Take that deep breath and start getting in touch with that deeper sense of self. The same is true of personal manifestation. You know, so many spiritual people are all caught up in the whole law of attraction thing, and we wonder why it doesn't work or if it only works in pieces or it only works occasionally. It's because of the very word personal manifestation. I think Kate Montana is going to be the one to have to manifest that, that dream house. But Kate Montana is only an illusion. It's a name and a story in my head. That can't manifest thought. <laughs> yes, thoughts impact the quantum field, and so do my emotions. And making those coherent will draw things to me, absolutely. But what does the real manifesting is the quantum field, force intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. I am that beautiful, deep, spacious sense of self that we can get into. We, you know how easy it is to get in touch with who we really are? You, would you like me to step you through something real quick? 
Sure. Cool. Yeah, I mean, we've got all these spiritual disciplines. You know, we've got to light candles and do mudras and mantras and, and incense and do this breathing technique and that breathing technique. When all we have to do is, for example, take yourself through a, write a list of things you think you are. I am a woman. I am a Democrat. I am a writer. I am a resident of the United States. I'm a resident of Olympia, Washington. I am a Leo, you know, blah, blah, blah. Write all those things down. Always start it with I am. And then say those things out loud. I am a writer. I am Kate Montana. I am a human being. I am. Go through the list. Notice the energy when you state I am and then connect it with a story. I am a human being. And then just say I am. That's what we really are. There's a brief moment, a pause, an emptiness, a spaciousness at the end of I am. When we don't fill in the blank, that's that's the quantum field of all potential. That's infinite creativity. That's infinite intelligence. That's source. That's God. That's I am. That's who we really are. It's that brief little empty, (gasps) empty full place when we don't fill it in with stories in our head. That's how easy it is to get in touch with who we really are, Tommy. I love it. simplicity itself. (laughs) I I love it. I know Wayne Dyer, um, you know, speaks about I am, I am is God, right? So I am. Mm -hmm. And I love this story. One of, uh, you know, they have him on YouTube and stuff, but I saw him on, I think it was PBS, and he says, just for a moment, you know, you you believe you're separate from everybody else and from the world and and everything. So, So just think about it. Think of the ocean, right? The ocean is the ocean. Everybody's nodding in the audience. Yes, yes, yes. And he's, okay, now take a child's bucket. Kids go to the water, right? And they scoop that ocean water into that bucket what's the water in the bucket you know everybody's like well the ocean so he said Mm -hmm. well you are a piece of the universe just like that bucket is the water is still the ocean it hasn't changed just because you removed it from the body of the ocean and put it in this little bucket it's still a piece of the ocean we are a piece of isn't that a great visual absolutely it is a great visual, and yet it's, a, it's an erroneous visual because there is no separation between the water and the bucket and the ocean. That's, that's right. the illusion that our that's the illusion that our physical senses gives us. I, I don't know. There was a movie a long time ago, a wonderful thing called a science fiction uh, flick called The Abyss. Yes. And there was and there was this this in the ocean, and the the creatures that lived at the bottom of the ocean were water were water forms, and they would you know they were just an extension of the of the ocean, and it would come into a form of a woman or anything else, and that that was how they showed up. But they were the ocean. So yeah, the separate the separate water in a bucket that's the illusion right there. We're not that's, separate buckets of water. Yep, that's right. That's right. That's what his whole point was. Does the bucket make you separate? No, it's the same same thing. We just we yep. put the bucket around ourselves for that separation. So yeah, I just exactly. I thought that was such a it's just such a great visual and, and I think it comments on, on what you're saying. We're actually out of time. So oh I know I know, right, Kate, it goes so darn fast. But I do want to give your information for everybody and for everybody to get the book because you do have an abundance of exercises and great 
great thought-provoking things for people to look at, um, again, so that they can kind of break down those barriers and understand what the ego is, who, they, who their ego is, or what their ego is, and, you know, who their, who their inner self is, right, that higher self. So um, if you would like to reach Kate, it's, I can't make it any easier for you guys. It's katemontana.com. Now, Kate is C-A-T-E, and then montana.com. Uh, links are there for the book, E-Words, Ego, Enlightenment, and Other Essentials. It's all uh, linked through katemontana.com, and it'll take you to Amazon, etc., so you can get a copy. Also, if you guys have uh, questions or you need my help in any way, uh, or you're looking for topics for me to cover or seek out uh, guests to have on, you can reach me at my direct email address at connie at whitmanassos.com. You know, email me for anything, guys. I, I personally check that, so again, use me as a resource. I'm happy for that. Uh, katemontana.com for the book or to get in touch with Kate or to see on your website, right, Kate, what you're all about. Absolutely. Thanks. Cool. I thank you so much for taking the time today uh, to be on the show. It just, I mean, it's such an interesting, it's such an interesting topic, and it's almost a mind-blowing topic to some extent because the ego gets in the way <laughs> of us seeing things clarity from a clear, you know, from a clear standpoint, right? Really, really. Yeah. I know that bucket of water because sure as hell thinks it's not the ocean. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it, right? Our brain thinks we're not part of, you know, you and me connected. So it's just, it's, it's such an interesting and yet a truly a detailed topic. So the book is worth the read. Uh, I, I think you'll enjoy it. And I think it just, it gives you a sense and understanding of how we really can control the ego. And ultimately, I think, Kate, the objective is just to, to be happy, right? To, to just be happy. <laughs> and and just be I am. Absolutely. Well, don't we all want joy and connection and liberation Absolutely. and peace and a sense of fulfillment? Of course we do. Sure. And the, and the, you know and we can get there. Interestingly enough, by expanding the ego and knowing what it is and expanding it, not not sure. inflating it. So yeah, yeah, quite I the love journey. It. Quite, and that, you said it. It's all for all of us. It's a journey, and we're all on different paths. And yet, here's another resource that might help them. You know, help every, the listeners on their path of understanding or understanding themselves. So check it out. Um, I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we embrace change and realize that change is so much often easier than we often think. We make it much harder in our own heads. Uh, Kate, thanks. Again again, for being such a great guest and for sharing your insights and for inspiring us to expand our perspective. Thank you, Connie. My pleasure. Uh, you guys, you've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thank you so much, everyone. Have an inspired week. And again, challenge yourself just a little bit. Maybe challenge your perspective. Be well. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me, but I can't trace